0: This is the, how the kingdom of God works. Remember we looked at this last week? As if a, a person should cast seed into the ground. You just did that. Maybe you did it earlier this month. But you just cast your seed into the ground. Now, he says, here's what you need to do. Go to bed and get up. Well, I think I can manage that, Jeffrey. <laughs> Go to bed and get up. He said, he said, the seed and the ground will work together all by itself, that's where we get the Word automatically, and it's going to produce a harvest. Hallelujah. Amen. Water it with your faith. Declare what God has said. Hallelujah. The harvest is coming. The harvest cannot fail. Amen. Let's look over at Luke 4. We're going to, let me just, let's just review that just for a moment, and then we're going to get into our message today. About the sowing season. Hallelujah. The sowing season. In Luke chapter 4, verse... <clears throat> Let me get over there, Luke. Luke four twenty six. <clears throat> well, that's not right. I think that must be... Let me look over to Mark. Mark 4. Thank you. you the theologian Bruce got me straight back there. I wrote that down wrong. Luke, It's Mark 4:26. Turn over there. Hallelujah. Jesus is speaking. He said, "This is what the kingdom of God is like. You want to know what the kingdom of God's like? He's going to tell us right here. You know, sometimes we, we get a, an erroneous opinion or idea. A perspective about God or about the kingdom and you know if it's wrong it can really mess us up amen now you know if you've ever been on a plane especially if you if you're 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 flying maybe over the ocean overseas going to Europe or Africa or somewhere like that you're flying a long distance man if they're off just a little bit by the time you land man you may be somewhere else you may be planning to go to France and you you wind up over in Scotland or Greenland because you but it's the same way with God. See, we, we, sometimes we get this idea about, oh, you know, you never know what God's going to do. Well, Jesus is about to tell us what the kingdom's like. He's about to tell us what God will do, what God said He will do. A man scatters seed on the ground. Now, here's the thing. You've got to let go of the seed. You hold on to the seed, you don't get no increase. Now, you get to keep your seed. You happy with that seed? Boy, look at that seed. Isn't that beautiful seed? That's wonderful. that's the greatest seed I ever seen. I I believe this seed has tremendous potential. I believe God could do great things with this seed. God bless this seed. But He won't do it that way. Why? Because He's telling us that's not the way it works. See, in my mind, that's the way I think I would like for it to work. But I have to understand, God says, I've got to let go of my seed. Whatever the seed is, it's not just money. We we're all kinds of seed, we're going to talk about that today. But you've got to let go of your seed before anything can happen. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. how and Pastor, can you explain to me how God, I don't understand how you can give, and it's going to be given back to you. I mean, how, how does that How's that God going to do that? How's that going to work? Well, let me ask you a question. The Bible says that when Jesus returns with the the trumpet of God and the shout of God and the the archangel and all the dead that's ever died and Christ is going to rise up and get a brand new body all at once, how's He going to do that? If you can believe God can do that and God will do that and He has the power to do that, I think He can handle your seed. I think he knows when your seed is planted. I think he knows when your seed is let go. I think he knows how to make it grow. Paul over there, speaking to the Corinthian church, he says, I planted, Apollos watered. Well, I like this one translation. says, but only God can make a seed grow. You can't make it grow Stand up worrying over it. You've got to go to bed and get up. You've got to trust God. And really, that's what planting a seed is, isn't it? It's trust. He says, he does not know why. All by itself, automatically, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he goes to God and begs, God, if you don't mind, I'd like to have at least one tomato on my tomato plant. No, He says, He immediately, what? He reaps the harvest. The soil and the seed are made for us, whether it's in the natural or in the kingdom. That is God's plan. That is God's program. And we are to utilize it. Amen? Cindy's got a little raised uh, vegetable. Well, they're, they're all gone now. The season's over. But, you know, in the back where she plants different stuff, lettuce and tomatoes and cucumbers and whatever, varies year to year but you know you know we don't go out there and just you know and fall down and just cry all over it no oh oh please oh, 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 oh please oh please give us harvest. oh please oh please oh please oh, please please, please. <clears throat> I, I, you know i know i'm being silly but i want to impress you we do that when it comes to the kingdom though no, you know what you do and probably, how many of you have a, a garden of some kind a little garden Well, you know what you do. You know this. Hey, you know, I get the soil. I get the soil ready. I plant my seed in there. And, you know, you're not surprised when the tomato comes up. You're more surprised if nothing happens. No, that's the way it was intended to work. That's the way God built it. So we, you know, I don't know why. You know, I think it's because we get, you know, sometimes we get all religious about the things of God. Well now I just don't know about those people that you know give and expect something back. Well you better go talk to all those farmers. Amen. I'm telling you what, if this didn't work you wouldn't next time you went to Publix or Wendix or wherever you go and yet there wasn't nothing on the shelf you'd wish it worked. You do know they don't grow the green beans there, right? <laughs> No, sir. (laughs) This principle works, and God's intended it to work that way, and he he made it that way for us, his man, mankind, man and women. Amen? So this is how this, he says, this is how it's going to hurt. So I want to talk about a sowing season. There is a season to sow. There's a season to sow. You know, if you've got empty fields, I can guarantee you, you're going to have empty barns. Amen? And if my barns were empty, that's the first thing I would do. I wouldn't pray, God, fill up my barn. I'd be looking at my field. What have I sown? What have I been sowing? Have I been sowing? Amen? And if I have it, that's the place is to get out on the field, not the barn. The barn is a symptom. The field is the problem. I got to get out there and sow something in my field. We know this is true even about relationships. The Bible says in Proverbs, he says, if you want friends, you need to show yourself friendly first. You plant a seed in a relationship. seen this so many times in marriages. You know, the, a couple comes in, they're having trouble, and each one of them wants the other one to sow, you know, the seed for them. No, I can't sow seed for you. You can't sow seed for me. We have to sow our own seeds. Are you listening? And so, you know, in a relationship, I need to start sowing seeds of kindness, sowing seeds of love. So, you know, it's all kind of seeds. But if you don't plant anything, I'm going to tell you, you're not going to get anything. You're going to cry in your barn. You're going to fast and pray in your barn. You're going to have a special anointing service in your barn, and your barn's still going to be empty. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) We get all religious about it. You can prophesy over your barn. Nothing wrong with that, but you're still going to have to do something in the field. <laughs> You've got to plant. You've got to plant some seed. That's, that's just the way it is. The other thing I would ask you is do you like what you're eating? Now, you, you know, you, this is a private matter. We're not asking you, but, but do you like what you're eating? Do you like what you're eating in your relationships? Do you like what you're eating in, in your, your relationship with God? Do you like what you're eating with your finances? I mean, it just goes all down through the whole spectrum of your life. Look at it and say, do I like what I'm eating? Man, I'm telling you. I know some people, bless their heart, they, they you know, they're, they they can eat anything. <laughs> But you know, I don't like to live on kale. Now, you might. If you do, God bless you. That's fine. Be it unto you according to your faith, that's fine. If, that's, that, that, if that satisfies you, I'm not judging you at all. That's fine. But you know, I don't want kale. Amen? I don't eat poke salad. And some of you don't know what that is. Ask the older person. You, you don't, you, you know, what are you eating? Do you like what you're eating? And see, so often the time, we say, I don't like what I'm eating. It's God's fault. No, you're the one that's supposed to plant the seed. You're eating from the crop you planted. Now, I know there's been times I didn't want to, I wanted, man, I wanted to try to figure out some way, you know. (laughs) God must be, there must be a reason. God's trying to teach me something. Yeah, He's trying to teach you something. If you don't plant, you don't grow, and if you don't grow anything, you don't eat anything. we need to get that down, don't we? So here's the thing. So first thing in the sowing season, if you if you need to sow, if you don't, if your barns are empty, if you don't like what you're eating, you need to choose your seed. This is the first time in the sowing season, choose your seed. Now, I, you know, I've shared this before, but, you know, in trying to, to keep up my little patch of yard and everything. You know, it's amazing to me. Man, I have people come out and they treat it and they put all this stuff on it, and, you know, and I try to baby it and everything, you know, and get it to looking good. But, you know, those doggone weeds. I mean, it could not rain for a month, and the weeds will grow. I don't get it, except that there's a curse on the earth, amen. And so here's the thing. If you don't plant seed, listen, weeds are going to grow. Weeds are going to grow in your marriage. Weeds are going to grow in your relationship with your kids. Weeds are going to grow in your relationship with God, with His people, with your finances, right on down the line. Weeds are going to grow. Now, if you want to, if you want, if you want weeds, then you just just don't do anything. You'll get them. So, first thing is, is choose your seed. Look over in uh, Proverbs twenty-four. Let's look over there a minute. Now, see, a lot of us, we just want to ask, God, you know, give me a harvest. When all the time he said, Jesus didn't say this is the way the kingdom of God operates. Those who pray and ask God for a harvest get one. That's not what he said, was it? Now, I'm all, I'm, I'm really, I'm a big believer in prayer. I pray all the time. But we need to pray Right. We need to pray, as God says, right prayers. And if God says so, but I'm, I'm praying, then I'm doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. I mean, you go out there in January and plant your garden. Well, yeah, you planted some seed, all right. You, but, but you're all out of kilter with the right season. Proverbs 24. Verse 30, I went past the field of a sluggard. That's a lazy person. Past the vineyard of someone who has no sense. Thorns had come up everywhere. They had no sense to cultivate their garden. They didn't have enough sense to keep the weeds out and plant it with good seed. That's That's our part. God's going to do his part, but we've got to do our part. The ground was covered with weeds. The stone wall was in ruins. I applied my heart to what I observed, learned a lesson from what I saw. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief, and scarcity like an armed man. Now, in our spiritual life, this is this can also be take place he's talking about in the natural but in the spiritual listen if your relationship with god's not where it ought to be if your relationship with your spouse is not where it ought to be you know i'd look right here and say wait a minute have i been lazy in that area now see you can be a workaholic with your career job and yet lazy as all get out with your relationships thank you for your enthusiasm i thought that would go over well but he says you've got to be diligent about it You've got to understand that you're, you're a seed planter. You're, you're planting seed all the time. Well, your, your words that you speak are seeds. The Bible's real clear about that. The Bible says we've been born again not by corruptible seed, but by incorruptible seed, by the Word of God that lives and abides forever. Well, here's the thing. What seeds are you planting You plant seeds of strife and animosity, and yet you expect to reap kindness and love? What did he say here? He says, (laughs) he said, I went past the vineyard of someone who has no sense. If you're planting one thing and expecting another, then you fit this description. You you need to catch up, because it don't work that way. Everything... In Genesis, everything produces after its own self. Isn't that right? So choose your seed. See, planting seed positions us for the next season. Growing seed. See, some people are still stuck in one season. They've been there for 35 years. Because if you don't do what's needed in one season, I mean, if you don't sow anything, How are you going to grow anything? The next season's growing. So if you don't sow, you ain't going to grow. And if you don't grow, you ain't going to harvest. And if you don't harvest, you ain't going to eat. Come on. So see, this is why we're starting right here. It's the sowing season. And it's good to take inventory. Say, wait a minute. Am I happy? Okay, yeah. You know, I'm eating pretty good over here. But over here, not so good well, don't go crying out and blaming God. God, I don't understand you blessing so-and-so, and you're not blessing me. Well, maybe they had enough sense to plant some seed, some good seed, and you, you just catch it on to it. Plant some seed in your relationships. Well, I'll tell you what, Pastor, I'll tell you what. If she ever, d- I mean, if she'll start treating me right, I'll start treating her right. Here we go. That person ain't got no sense again. That's like going out in the field. God, I'll tell you what, if you'll give me a tomato plant, you know what? I'll plant some tomatoes. What you doing? I'm waiting on God. How long you been waiting? Ten years? Ain't got no tomatoes yet, huh? No. But I know, I know, I know it's going to come. No, it's not. No, it's not. You're going to be in the retirement home and still waiting on that tomato plant. No, you have to plant something. Choose your seed. It, 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 it positions you for the next season, which we will talk about next week, the growing season. But you've got to sow something. Well, I, I, you know, this is so simple, but at the same time, we've really got to get a hold of it. Because we can, we can get so religious. Well, I just believe, you know, if God wants me to have it, He'll give it to me. Well, you ought to be glad the farmers don't believe like you do. We'd all starve. I just believe God, you know, if God wants to give me, you know, 50 acres of wheat, you know, I'll just get up one day and it'll be there. They're going to come possess your tractor and everything else. I mean, you, come on. But yet, when it comes to spiritual things, we we can be so silly like that. It's not wrong to purposely plan for a harvest in your life spiritually as well as naturally. It's not wrong. It's not sinful. It's not greedy. <laughs> I'm trying to, brother. Listen, there's no growing season without a sowing season. Can't happen. It just can't happen. Amen. You know, even that, take the miracle of Jesus, one of the miracles where He fed You know, the thousands, 5,000 men plus women and children. Okay, now, even in that, there was a seed. Even in the spectacular miracle of feeding thousands of people, the seed of a little boy's lunch was what was needed to activate the power of God, to, 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 to give something for the power of God to act upon. Let me ask you this. Uh, any of you, uh, I mean, you know, math is an amazing thing. I don't understand much of it. I have kids who are really into math. I have one of them who's a physics major. I, I, you know, and I, I looked at some of his books, and I thought, where's the numbers? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't claim to understand it. But, but, you know, basic math I do pretty good on. Now, how many of you know what 10 times 10 is? Okay, it's 100, right? What's ten times, what, what's a hundred times a hundred? Ten thousand? Okay. Now then, what's a billion times zero? So you give God zero, and He multiplies it. Because we're going to read over there, Paul said, He will multiply your seed sown. Okay, God's going to multiply it even bigger. He's going to do something bigger. Trillion times zero. A hundred trillion times zero. Oh, God, I just need your blessing. (laughs) Amen. So let's talk about that. Turn over to 2 Corinthians where I was referring to. How you doing out there? We're talking about the sowing season. Amen. And you know, going back to Cindy's little garden every spring, you know what? You know what? Who decides what's going into the garden, what her harvest is going to be? It's Cindy. It's the gardener. It's the farmer. It's the one that's the one with the seeds, the one that that has the authority. God's given you authority to plant seeds in your life. Purposing your seed, 2 Corinthians 9, let's look at verse 10 to begin with. He said, now he who supplies seed to the sower, seed to the sower, seed to the sower. Who's the sower? You are, I am, we are, we're the sowers. God supplies seed, but we are the sowers. Say, I am the sower. I'm the sower for my life. See, another thing we so often we do is we allow other people to sow in our fields. Well, they said something, and I'm hurt. Were you enjoying eating that harvest of hurt, bitterness? Hey, how's that going for you? Sleeping well? (laughs) How's your health doing? Yeah, but we see we allow other people... And yet we neglect our own field, but we let everybody else plant whatever seed they want to into our field. Our field is our heart, our inward man. But we let other people sow into our lives. Bitterness, resentment, all of those things. No, listen, this is why the Bible says guard your heart. Guard your heart with, with, be diligent about guarding your heart. He said, because out of it is going to come your crop. You want peace you want joy you want goodness you want kindness all those things well listen don't let people sow all those other seed in there you're in charge of your garden yeah but they said that well I'm gonna tell you what it doesn't matter if they did say that you don't have to let it stay if they said that that's their fault but if you let it stay that's your fault you know don't blame them for everything See, he says here, seed for the soil and bread for, well, bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way. In every way. What? He's talking about seeds and sowing. So in every way where you plant seed, he said you'll be enriched. You'll be enriched because this is how the kingdom of God works. You plant the seed, you reap the harvest. You plant the seed, you reap a harvest. He says, so you can be enriched in every way. Oh, I'm just waiting on God to do something. Oh, Brother Norris, I know one of these days God's going to do something big for me, big, big, big. I know He's going to, He's going to, He's going to. A million times zero is. You don't plant any seed. You don't sow any seed. You don't do any of that. But yet somehow you expect God just to miraculously fill your field up with wheat. He said, you'll be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. Wouldn't you like to be generous? Not only with your your finances and giving, but generous in your love. Generous with your kindness. Generous with your patience and long-suffering. Generous with your forgiveness. Just be generous. Just forgive everybody every time. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Ain't going to happen this side of heaven. Well, not with that attitude. Amen. (laughs) He said, it's all about what? What kind of seeds are you sowing? What are you sowing in your life? We have to purpose our seed. He said, some seed is for eating and some is for growing. In other words, God's blessing always contains in it something for me to benefit by, but also seed for me to sow. Seed for me to sow. When I think about how God's good, the goodness of God and how much God has forgiven me, you know, I'm just overflowing with extra uh, forgiveness for other people. Amen. I just think, boy, how much has God forgiven you? I think, boy, I, ca- I can't even calculate it. I can't even add it up. I can't even comprehend it. I just know it's a lot, 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 ad infinitum, a lot. And so when that happens, I'm thinking, you know what? Wow, man, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm going to forgive this person. I'm going to be long-suffering with this person. I'm not going to judge them. I'm going to let the, the love that I've received from God, it's going to overflow from me into them. I'm receiving all the peace and the joy of being forgiven. You know what? I'm going to plant those same kind of seeds in the people around me. I'm going to do it freely. I'm going to do it, you know, not grudgingly. He talks about here that don't sow grudgingly. Can you imagine? You know, this is why I think a lot of Christians are unhappy. That they live a grudging Christian life. Well, I guess we gotta get down and pray. Uh, where's my Bible? I guess I gotta read some. Man, we gotta go to church again. We just at church, wasn't we? That was last Sunday. Oh, okay. See, you know, I'm like, we laugh, but listen, see, we're d- or somebody does something to us. Man, I don't want to forgive them. David. Man, I want to pray one of them David prayers over there. God, break their jaw, bust their teeth. <laughs> oh, y'all, look at me so holy. But see, he says over here, he said, he said don't, don't sow your seed grudgingly. He says it, it will hinder the growth of, its, of the seed. Amen? Many if you ever had somebody to, to, you know, maybe you needed help and somebody helped you, but boy, the way they helped you, you just as soon not had it. Oh, man, every time you see them, they bring it up. What if God was that way? Every time, I mean, you know, every time you went, you fellowshiping with God in prayer, God bring up everything He's already done for you. Well, good grief, you just asked me for $50 yesterday. You just asked me to forgive you, you know, last week. But sometimes, see, he says over here, don't sow your seed grudgingly. Do it joyfully. Do it cheerfully. Do it with grace in your heart. Purpose your seed. Listen, seed sown is always more valuable than seed in the barn. Because seed has potential, okay? It has, it has really, it has two future potentials. A seed can become a meal for you, or a seed can become a harvest for you. And he said, there's a place for both. But the problem is, so often is, is that we take the seed and we eat all the seed, well, hallelujah, me and my wife and my kids, we're blessed. I got mine, you get yours. Come on. I'll tell you what, they just straighten up. They, you know, God do something for them. Yeah, probably God trying to do something through you, but you've you, you got to understand this. Some of your seed, some of your seed is to sow. It's to sow. And I'm not just talking about money. Sometimes that's the easiest thing in the world to sow. I'll tell you one of the most difficult things in the world to sow is your T-I-M-E. It's easier to give you $50 than it is to give you 50 minutes. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Listen, when what you have is not enough, repurpose it to be the seed for your harvest, the seed for your increase. We looked at this before. You know over there, I I won't turn to it, but in 1 Kings 17, you know the story of the widow, came to the prophet and said, you know, my husband's dead. They come to get the boys, put them into servitude to pay off the debt. He said, what have you got in your house? Now, he didn't say, go borrow all kind of vessels and shut the door, and you and your boys pray, and God's going to fill it up. He said, what have you got in the house? See, a lot of times when we're in need, the first thing we do is we go to God. But God says, what do you have in the house? That's a question for each of us. What do we have? Good seed? Bad seed? Did we eat all our seed? Well, he said that God will give seed to the sower. See, if you will become a sower, then God will always supply you with seed. And the reason is, is because when you sow, you're going to reap. You're going to always reap back more than you sow. That means that you're going to get seed back. Some to eat, some to sow. Some to eat, some to sow. See, if you will get into the cycle of sowing and reaping, then you know what? It won't just be a seasonal thing. It will be a cyclical thing. That's a whole other level. Remember, you remember Isaac? He says, in the time of famine. Now see, earlier his, his papa, Abraham, when, when there was a famine, he went down to Egypt. But Isaac learned his lesson. He stayed in the land of promise. The land of promise. What is the promise? If you sow, you shall... And he says he planted in a time of famine. Well, now that seems to be the most idiotic thing i ever heard of. Who ever heard of sowing and, you know, hadn't rained in weeks and months, and there's a famine, and you're going to sow your seed? But it says, and God gave him a hundredfold increase. Woo! But what if he'd have looked out there and and said, man, I'll tell you what, that land, that ain't going to produce nothing. It hadn't rained in, in a year. I mean, you know, you get out there, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just dirt and dry. I remember uh, going uh, down to Mexico. We went uh, on several mission trips, took teams down there. Some of y'all went with us. We went down there. Man, and it, it, one time we went, and it hadn't rained for months and months and months. And You step out, and I'm telling you, it's like stepping into a talcum powder. I mean, I I thought you was on the moon or something. I mean, it was. Now, can you imagine? Okay, I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to plant my seed. But because he had a covenant, he had a promise with God, he said, if you sow your seed, he said, I'm going to give you increase. See sometimes we start looking around at stuff and we, we start looking around at my circumstances and I'm start looking around at what's going on man there ain't no way, I can't afford I can't afford to plant no seed. Oh no. I got you know some people everything's got to be just right before they'll plant any seed. Oh yeah. Well, I'll tell you what one of these days pastor I you know I'm going to get involved. One of these days, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sow some time, and I'm gonna sow some of my talents into the church. But I just don't have time now. I'm busy. Gone in the back door on you now, I? Here's the thing, you know. <coughs> remember, we said this. This covers every area. We have seed to sow. You have seed. You don't even know you have amen sowing for increase here we go increase is in the seed you sow you've been praying oh God give me increase give me increase give me increase God I want to grow spiritually God I want to grow in the knowledge of you and picked up your Bible in a month I'm going to meddling now hadn't I well what's he spo- what are you expecting God's going to come down and appear to you and teach you personally? While well, the rest of us got to study to show ourselves approved. I mean, if he does that, great, but I, uh, how's that working out for you? No, what, what? it's the same thing. If I want to grow, if I want my faith to grow, if I want my the wisdom of God, if I want the the, the things of the Spirit to grow, I've got to feed on the seed of the incorruptible Word of God. This is spiritual seed I need to plant it in my heart in my mind I need to to study it I need to read it I need to meditate on it I need otherwise you ain't gonna grow I mean God's gonna still love you I mean you know but don't go complaining about well you know I just I don't know I go to pray and it seems like God is a million miles away whose fault is that God ain't moved Increase in the seed you sow. I wanna read something here. Let me see if I can pull it up here on my from the message real quickly. <clears throat> God's speaking I wanna get over here Proverbs I wanna read it from Proverbs eleven to Proverbs eleven, verse twenty four. Listen to this. I love the way this reads out of the message. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Now, see again. We're not just don't don't just think money. There's a lot more issues bigger than that we're talking about. But your your spiritual life, if you want it to get bigger, you want your faith to get more robust, you want to have more understanding and God to be able to use you more, then you know what? You're going to have to be generous. Generous with your time with God. Generous in your prayer time. Generous with that. That means that, you know, we all, anybody here got more than 24 hours in a day? See me after the service because... We'd, I'd sure like to know how you do that because that's that's amazing. No, we all have the same amount of time, don't we? So something else is going to suffer. Something is suffering. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed, and those who help others are helped. But that that 20, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. Are you generous with your time with God? Are you generous with the gifts and talents that you have? Are you generous in your love for people, forgiving them, for bearing them, being patient with them? Amen? Are you, are you generous with your spouse? I'll tell you what, if she stays early in the house and I stay at mine, we'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Amen. So there's increase there. A seed is anything that you can contribute to another. Time, talents, knowledge, finances, praying for them. I'm going to tell you what. Listen, start praying for people and you'll find out it's not as easy as it looks. Come on. Prayer is a real W-O-R-K of love. Because, listen, when I'm praying for you, I ain't getting nothing. I mean, you know, we all face situations all we get down to pray for ourselves in an emergency, boy, we can we can chop some wood, can't we? Whoo! I mean it's a flying. Oh God. Oh God. But how about for our brothers or sisters that's going through something? Oh boy. The the, the the I think the axe head's been lost. Ain't too much wood a flying. So so it's all these different areas. This is why being part of a body of Christ is so important. Because you have seed, you can sow into my life. I have seed, I can sow into your life, and we're both enriched by the seed. That you sow in my life i'm enriched by the seed i sow in your life you're enriched but also the harvest we receive from the seed we sow we're doubly enriched the world of the generous gets larger and larger more blessed more peace more joy hallelujah And this, always sow your seed with an expectation for a harvest. Amen? 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I'm going to read the scripture over there. Verse 7. Paul says, Who serves as a soldier at his own expense? Who plants a vineyard and does not eat its grapes? Who tends a flock and does not drink its milk? But you know what? I know some Christians, they believe that's the way it ought to be. You oughtn't to expect a harvest now, Pastor. I mean, yeah, we believe in giving, all right. And you ought to give, but you ought to give just because you love God and you love people. Well, that should be our motivation. That, that's partially true. I agree with that. That's our motivation. But at the same time, Paul makes it very clear here that we should expect a harvest. He said even a soldier who goes to war, he said, you know what? He gets paid. If a farmer plants a vineyard, he gets to eat some of the grapes. If he tends the sheep, you know, or the goats, he gets some of the milk. You ought to expect, he's writing to, to, you know, to let them know, you ought to expect a harvest. If you don't get a harvest, how are you ever going to get any more seed? Amen. That's why Jesus, well, let's look over there, Luke, real quickly. I got to close here because my time's up. Luke 6. We're talking about the sowing season. We'll begin in verse 37. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Isn't that the law of sowing and reaping right there? I mean, right there, each of those he's talking about. He says, if you, you forgive, you'll be forgiven. If you don't judge, you won't be judged. If you don't condemn, you won't be condemned. If you got a lot of condemnation on you, you might need to want to look and see what you're, you know. I know the enemy sometimes can just bring that on us because we're striving for some kind of, uh, you know, ultimate perfection that you're only going to reach, you know, in glory. But at the same time, if we're judging people, if we're critical, if we're sowing those kind of seeds, that's a a harvest we're going to get back. If you can't show grace to others, it's going to be hard for you to reap any grace in your life. All right, now after he says that, then he goes on he says, Give, and it. You give judgment, and it will be given back to you. You give condemnation, and it will be given back to you. You don't forgive, and it will be given back to you. But not just what you gave. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together and running over. I want to tell you one thing. I don't want no condemnation. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running on. I don't want none of that. I don't want none of that judgment. Good pre- good measure, pressed down, shaking together. Running I don't want that. Do you? I want, I want forgiveness. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, uh, towards me. Isn't that right? So he said, That's what you sow. What you sow, it. You fill in the blank. The it's a blank. There all kinds of seed. But you should all, and see, and this is the thing. You know, it works if you do the wrong thing, you plant the wrong thing, it will grow. You plant seeds of fear. You plant seeds of doubt. You plant seeds of judgment. It, going, he said, you not only that, he said, you're going to get it back, multiplied back. Well, that ought to make you cautious. Wait a minute. Can I afford the harvest I'm about to sow here? Do I want the harvest I'm about to sow here? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give a piece of my mind. Well, you going to get a piece of your mind? Good measure, President. All right. Real quickly. Fields for sowing. Where do you sow our seed? People in need of the seed you have. Why does the Bible talk so much about when we come together, we exhort one another, we encourage one another, we speak words that build one another up. You're planting seed. A harvest. A harvest. I want You know, I want to plant good seed in your life. I want to see you reap a harvest. Harvest of love and faith and goodness and kindness and blessing overflowing. And you know, and you passing it on to others. People in your daily life, in your world, they may not even be believers. I'm going to tell you this is a great way, great way to testify to people. Plant good seeds in them. Oh, bucket mouth. Plant seeds. We all got them at the office, don't we? Oh my gosh. But you know, but here's the thing: plant good seeds into them. Say things that encourage them. Say things that build. Them. Well, they're just a bunch of heathen. Yeah, but God still loves them. Jesus died for that old bucket mouth. If he died for him, you can sure plant some good seed in them, can't you? And then in your own life, in your own life. Turn over to Galatians real quickly. This is our last scripture, and then we're going to tie it up here. Galatians 5, verse 22. But the fruit fruit the fruit of the spirit fruit fruit is grown is it not it's something that's grown that means it must have started with a seed isn't that right i mean you ever see, i mean i remember years ago back in the 60s remember they used to have that art, uh, little bowl of artificial fruit on the tables remember that y'all laughing i know you're old enough well, look at me in that tone of voice you know. You know, you, you know, at a distance it kind of looked real, but when you got up and got a hold of it, you knew right away, hey, man, this ain't good for much. Just something got to be dusted. But he says the fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. So fruit is grown, isn't it? The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Anybody liking that fruit so far? Well, I've been talking to God about it. Good. Well, I have been believing God for it. Good. But what kind of seed do you sow it? I'll tell you, don't nothing ever work out right for me. I think God loves him better than he loves me. I don't like those people. They loud and shirk. Well, what kind of fruit are you... Didn't, didn't you wonder why you don't have any fruit of the Spirit? This is... Listen, it, it is, in a sense, it's, it is supernatural because it's, it's a part of God's kingdom. But listen, there's a natural, supernatural process, if I can say it that way. And that is, you've got to plant some seed. The fruit of the Spirit. He didn't say the gift of the Spirit. Now, the gift of the Spirit, we receive the Holy Spirit. That's a free gift. But the fruit of the Spirit, you know, God's not just bringing you a fruit basket. With all the spiritual fruit in it you got to grow it you got to cultivate fruit of the spirit love joy peace forbearance kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control now how are we going to get that fruit to grow you got to plant some seed of love joy peace forbearance kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control because as a man sows Oh, we're going to live by the Spirit. We're going to live in the Spirit. Well, what are you sowing? All right, let me give you some action steps, and then we're going to pray. Where's Aida? Are you here, Aida? Is Harris here? Okay. She was going to do a testimony, so I didn't forget. Listen, let me ask you a question. Do you have an empty barn in your life? spiritually, emotionally, relationally, financially. I mean, do you, you, know, you have an empty barn? Man, you go in there and you go. You know. I remember growing up in the country. <coughs> we didn't own a farm, but I got to work on one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we and, and they used to have, in the barn, they had something called a corn crib. Anybody know what I'm talking about? a corn crib that's where you harvest the corn and you put the corn in the corn crib in the in the barn there, you know but after a while you know when you first fill that thing up man I mean it would be way up here but you know right toward the end just just about the time you know before it was planting season and everything man that that barn I mean it get low in there now when you go in your barn what do you see did you can you see the floor well you getting close you sure you want to play it that close so where's an empty barn in your life? Maybe, maybe it's in the area we're talking about with the fruit of the Spirit. Maybe, maybe there's just an anger there. There's a hurt there that you just haven't seemed to get a hold of. You know what? Maybe what you need to do is stop focusing on that and start planting some good seed, seeds of love, seeds of forgiveness, seeds of forbearance. But you look in your, in your barn. You know, why do we talk here uh, about finances? You know, we talk about uh, taking the first fruits or the tithe and giving it to God. That's a seed. God said He'll multiply it back to you. You get a raise, you get a promotion, give you an idea for your own business, bring new customers if you own your own business. There's all kinds of ways that God can multiply it back to you. <laughs> okay, so. Do you have an empty barn? Secondly, what seed do you now have that you could sow? You've been praying for God to help you and all that, and that's fine. But what seed can you plant so that God has something to work with? Like Jesus feeding the 5,000. Maybe you need to take your little boy's lunch or your little girl's lunch, as it were, which seems very small and very insignificant, and start sowing it. Now that little boy, he could have took it, taken his lunch, and gone around behind a tree or a rock somewhere, and had his lunch, and said, "Well, you know, man, I'm telling you what," and just congratulated himself about his foresight and how thought, you know, he, he had enough sense, you know, to bring something to eat and all that. And he could, I mean, it just would have been great. But you know what? He he wouldn't have seen the miracle. And I truly believe those twelve baskets he got to take home, just cause that's the way the kingdom works. I mean, it was his seed, so he gets the harvest, right? And then finally, what fields could you sow that seed into? People around you, and your family, your neighbors, people you work with, your brothers and sisters, whoever. There's, there's, all, there's, there's all kind of fields you could sow into. You know, this is why if you will allow God, you know, but here's the thing, you've got to spend time with God. You know, He ain't going to text you. Sorry. You, <laughs> you've got to spend time with God. And he will show you. You know, the seed may be, you know, just something like an encouraging word. You know, just like this morning. I was praying. God began to speak to me about something for, for Pat. Just to encourage him to put something in them. That's a seed. Amen. It, do the same thing for you. He's no respected person. Or you just, you don't even have to, you don't even have to sense that God's speaking anything directly. Just take something from God's word, share it with somebody else. Pray for somebody. There's all kinds of, things. you know, who where are some fields? Listen, let's be purposeful about this. Don't just, you know, go get, you know, we can get, I know how it is. We get so busy, 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 busy. You know, but take, take some time to stop and think about your life for a minute. You know, they used to say, you know, to keep doing the same thing and expect a different result is a form of insanity. (laughs) I don't know whether that's true or not, but I know this. If you keep doing the same thing and you're expecting a different harvest, you're mistaken. Because God says He is not mocked. Not in the natural, not in the spiritual. You can't sow one thing and reap another. It's an impossibility. Amen? Will you bow your heads? I want you to while I'm praying think about this think about do I have an empty barn in my life what seed do I have now that I could sow it and what fields lives could I sow into father as we take a moment to think about this message I ask that the Holy Spirit will show us he will show us the empty places where we need to sow our seed. He will show us the seed He's already supplied to us that we could be sowing now. And He will show us the fields, the peoples, the lives that we could be sowing into.